0: I started to share the experience I had with people I already knew who were driven in the same way I was, that spoke my language, and they said, I need that in my life.
1: We're on a mission. We're going to find and uncover the smartest, most successful entrepreneurs on the planet, explore their highs, their lows, and how they ultimately mastered the game. I'm Martin Cook, and I'm excited to welcome you to the Smarter Destiny podcast. I'm grateful for you and your time. Now let's level up together. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Smarter Destiny podcast, where this time we have my friend Fiona McIntyre on the show. Fiona is a bit of a legend. She comes from Scotland, and you'll be able to tell that right away from her accent. But she is a phenomenally successful entrepreneur, founder, and advisor. Let me tell you a little bit more about Fiona. So, Fiona has traveled to Necker Island more than 16 times. That's Richard Branson's Island. That will come up in the show, by the way. We'll uh, leave that dangling. She is an advisor to tech companies and impact focus companies. She is an author and writer, not least for CEO magazine. Now impact. Let's talk impact. Fiona's current project and passion is the collective impact that can be yielded from bringing entrepreneurs together. So entrepreneurs, leaders, executives, and she does so through her company forming impact. Which is an incredible community of the aforementioned people that have very exotic meetups and discussions and masterminds to figure out how we can pivot our businesses to make an impact, a positive impact on the world, which is absolutely what Smarter Destiny and New Brew is about. So we are very much aligned here and I am excited to talk all about it today. So I think without further ado, we should welcome Fiona to the stage. Fiona, how's it going?
0: I'm well thank you and thank you so much for having me it's an absolute pleasure to be on the call with you today and yes as you can tell the Scottish accent is strong real and it's here with you.
1: It's beautiful it's, it's it sounds powerful <laughs> it sounds powerful. Thank so, you we'll go with that. <laughs> so we've established that you're in Scotland but uh, more specifically whereabouts in Scotland are you right now for our audience listening today?
0: Yeah right now I'm in Glasgow in Scotland. That's my hometown, it's where I'm from and I have been here um, on and off for the last year because of lockdown. Usually more of a nomad, usually more traveling the world and, and not in one spot and I have been lucky enough to have escaped over the last year to quite a few destinations. Um, but currently back in Scotland um, as we ease out of lockdown um, in 2021, who would have known in May 2021 we were still in the same situation.
1: Crazy, and our governments are letting us hug each other now as well, no, which is really nice of them to to allow us to do that. Um, yeah. it's, it's it's very kind. Anyway, okay. So the way we like to kick off the show is we like to go back. We like to go back to a, a point, the origin story. If this was a Marvel comic, it might be whilst you, when you were bit by that radioactive spider. But in this case, <laughs> it's not a radioactive spider. It's really when you started your uh, your entrepreneurial journey. You got a taste for it. You learned to love it. If you've got a time in mind, could you take us back to that point and paint us a word picture?
0: Sure. Um okay, so where am I going to go? I'm going to go back to 2013-2014. I was living in Sydney, Australia. I lived there for 7 years. At the time I was a partner in a sustainable energy company and that's kind of where my journey of entrepreneurship started for me actually when I was quite young but my major kind of like going off on my own still going between corporate going into my own endeavors such as being a partner in the company um which was sustainable sustainable energy consulting firm um out of Sydney and out of Australia um and from that that's what actually kind of led me to spend more time with Richard Virgin and really meet Necker Island for the first time. Um, And that was back 2013, 2014. Um, Crazy to think that's nearly 10 years ago, um, but we won't count too many years away for just now. But that's that's probably right where it started. I'd come from more of a corporate background. When I was in university, I pursued a lot of entrepreneurship, did um, some entrepreneur um, courses at university well, I was doing a business marketing degree and um actually did an internship um over in the States, which started my exploring of the world outside of just the UK um and outside of just for fun. It was more than, oh, you can travel for work and business. Okay, this is interesting. Um and continued that when I moved to the US um, and then I moved to Australia after I was living in Los Angeles for just over a year. I then moved to to Sydney, shortly after. Spent seven years there, and that's where forming Impact originally blossomed from.
1: Okay, so we've already got a little bit of a recurring theme, but I wanted to dig into um, into your partnership at that sustainable energy company. Why was it important to you that that company was sustainable? What does it mean to you um, to 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 be sustainable? Which I think is very aligned with impact as the world is is thank goodness graduating in that direction why is that important to you
0: yeah great question actually um and funny to think back because this was a while ago so it was all about the win 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 and it was at that stage in my life I realized that to win in life there's only one way and it's an omni win and an omni win is when everyone wins and that being I win you win we all win um in sustainable energy that is that I win in the contract my client wins because they get what they want but the community wins because we actually deliver a service that's going to be good for for the community good for the environment good for the people good for everyone um and that omni win at that stage was very much about okay we might make less money in a deal the client might you know We might not be the cheapest, or we might be the cheapest. The client might pick us for, you know, the fact that we're impact as well as two other options. Um, but also that we're giving back and doing good for what we're actually doing. And so sometimes we did projects for what a feather in the cap we'd call it, because it wasn't about the money. It was about the fact that we could make a difference. We would take. At that time we would actually take a lot of products that weren't necessarily built for what they were being used for, find ways in which to actually utilize them better in a more sustainable way and actually take them to people like the government and actually get them approved to be sustainable energy products such as paints, different lighting opportunities Um, and you know, we all need these, these items. Um, Anyway, how can we actually look at an item, find an opportunity and actually find the Omni win there? So quite often, I mean, if you've got financial advisors, the financial guy always says, if the money's not right, we don't do the job. But then you have to say, no, we actually have to have an impact advisor here that says, okay, we don't make the, the percentage or the margin we plan to, what what else what's the other return on investment on this like how else can we build in this what are the other opportunities to see on it then what can we do for the client how can they be happy how can they win from it and then how can we actually see that the win is for the community and the greater good and how can we actually be more then we can all be sustainable of course you have to make money and you can't do feather in the caps all the time feather in the caps get you a little bit of exposure are good for referrals are good for projects that you actually want to showcase as case studies but at the end of the day without profits we can't be purposeful we must have profits with purpose and so it was really about focusing on being um profit focused but with purpose and for the omni win
1: i love that and actually win 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 is a term that that i i use a lot myself and 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 try and um bake into any uh, any any sort of deal making idea opportunity JV whatever it is it's where's the win 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 because actually if if someone doesn't win it's not going to work out and actually where's the impact being it's typically the the the, the third win and I love the the Omni win I think that's a, a better way of saying it so I love, I love that okay so so we've got the mission there and the the, the push to you know absolute need profit. To, in order to to um, make the impact. I, I allude to putting on your own oxygen mask before you can help others, You know, filling mm. up your cup before you can pour it into others. There's a few analogies out there and that's absolutely right. And absolutely, I think sometimes when entrepreneurs hear about um, or, or feel the pressure, may maybe they, they feel it as is, how can I make my business do good? What's the charitable endeavor? How can I pivot my business to make it a little bit more sustainable, to make it a little bit more ethical, whatever it is, right? they they think they feel that as a as a pressure and think well i uh, i haven't got the money to you know feed myself yet now you know and and it's important therefore that you mention that because it's no one's saying right you need to like kill your business in order to to make an impact from the off if you can find a win 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 where you can begin to make a small amount of impact whilst your business is smaller and as you grow that impact grows along with it that would kind of be the utopia but absolutely you have to have your your oxygen mask on um first and so i think i think that's an important point to to highlight um but to to make sure that you're at least planning for that impact from from the from the beginning so right now in your timeline we're we're a partner in a in an energy company what where did that go what what did uh did that graduate into next for you
0: so that that graduated in a few different ways um at the time and i also was loving what you were saying just there um but i'll continue on with the question because i'm like oh i could just talk to you forever but um when we talk about where was at that stage what changed was actually a forward thinking idea that happened because and we ended up in Necker. So the partner I had at the time, we ent- we actually, that's how we ended up in Necker to begin with. We were in conversations um with Carbon War Room, which is a virgin entity, um, following a trip that we did to to Necker Island. And that Necker Island trip was both um on purpose but also vacation. And it was from that experience that amplified the need to not just focus on the win-win-win not just focus on profits for good but actually focus on how we can actually deliver this message more too how we can do this in a bigger scale and I absolutely um have to just touch on the fact that if you exactly like you said if you can't have a profitable business you have a charity In the end. And the only way that I can see personally for businesses to become sustainable in a positive, impactful way is to look after themselves first have the strategy and the values early on to have that impact in place but know that without the profits there you can't be purposeful because you need those to drive and um, drive forward and we can find ways to do both um, but you just you do have to look after your bottom line so that that bottom line can look after others um, when I was in that company um we went to Necker Island we shared that we shared what we were doing we also went with the intention, uh, it was more of a vacation, but in our heads the intention to walk away and figure out what was the next step and definitely when we came back from that trip it was to amplify the impact that we could make through what we were doing, be more sustainable, be more focused and more certain that the win was the way and that at that time I hadn't come up with the idea that I even had any more time in my day to do anything else but what I discovered from having an experience a vacation experience like Necker was that for the networks that I had for the friends and the people and the associates I had in my world I had to share some of what I walked away with because I had very transformational experiences from that first experience and that wasn't even with a platform to encourage it that was out of the the grounding from that experience, the eye-opening experience that was, the amplification of someone like Richard, who's, you know, very close friend, but also an incredible human being, an incredible impact um advocator. Um and as we all know, someone that we can look up to in that space amicably and um, in such a wonderful way that we can admire him um, and just can only look at him in one way and say, what you're what you're doing is just admirable you know like we just have to admire someone who can actually step out at all times and always advocate change and always advocate Mm -hmm. for impact um so yeah so from then I then decided I wanted to share what my experience was from that with others I was already a people person I was already very social I was already creating opportunities to bring people together but I was like I want to do it and I need to do this in a scale that actually has amplified me to this level as well. And that was to take it to the next level, which for me was to actually build something to take, to bring people together. And I started a passion project because at that time I didn't have the time or really what I thought I mean I'm not kidding I really didn't have the time then to think I was going to start a whole new project I just thought I need to start a passion project to bring people together to share this message and to see what we can do together share ideas bring together capital exchange knowledge and do it with people of my that speak the same language as me and of what became a community at the time was just my small community of and um, network around the world that were quite focused and thoughtful in that way and um, and over the next few years Forming Impact grew from being just one passion project into now as an organization and I can tell you it used to be 100% of my time was you know sustainable energy then it was like 90% of my time was sustainable energy and 10% was Forming Impact. And that just depleted, depleted and changed and changed. Um, and now to today where it's, I, I'm not a partner in that company anymore. I actually left Sydney. When I left Sydney, I left that partnership. Um, Sydney wasn't for me anymore. You know, I, I loved that location, but that location changed for me as well.
1: Brilliant. And so... Forming impact. So obviously um, listeners of the show um, know that I'm a founder of a mastermind and the the term mastermind collective, it's, it's not a, it's not a new term. Um, I mean, way back, I think there was uh, with um, Ford. I'm going to mess this up, but like you know, Ford Edison. You know, it's a re- remarkable American people from black and white days. Um, you know, for, were were getting together and and sharing ideas and, and exchanging. And with the with the internet, with the connectivity, the the ways you can run uh, a community, a network, a regular meetup, whatever you want to call it, has has evolved and changed as well. You said it started as a passion project. In the early days, how were you? Uh, how was that operated? What did the operation look like? What, like, how was that community or that that early stage of uh, masterminding? Sort of, how did it happen? What? what how did it look like?
0: Yeah. yeah well, early days was okay. K- coming off of necker reaching out to Richard and saying, "Loved my experience. I want to share it with others." And this is my idea so my idea was to build a platform that would support the exchange of people knowledge and ideas while we were in such an incredible location because yes you can do it at home and when i say at home i mean like in your hometown in your community center over dinner any of those things but for me that experience of spending days together in a location that's an island so you know we talk about islands more than ever I think since the last year where you're cut off from everything you have to fight no one belongs everyone is in their in somewhat of a outside their comfort zone and yet very comfortable zone but it was very much about being grounded and for me um it was the way in which we could I could bring people together was more insightful to me so early days it was how can I share this experience with the people that I know and and actually them to learn from it too? So originally I'll be on, you know, the idea was in my head already. I want other people to come back. I need to share this experience with others. But it started just going back home, having dinners, telling friends about my experience while I was on work calls or while I was on business calls or, you know, exchanging with people. This is what I've been up to. This is what I did. This is what I took from it. And they were like, wow. And and we talked about, you know, entrepreneurs, I'm sure we'll touch on this later, too. But there's an element of loneliness in entrepreneurship and it's probably the number one thing that has stuck out in my head in my community and all that I hear from eight years ago all the way through to today probably today more than ever but even from eight years ago plus 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 like you said back back 50 years if you're up if you're Edison or you're you're if you're out there there's not many others necessarily out there with you. You must seek your crowd. You must find your your community. You must look for that tribe, you know? And we do it more now than ever. We're more connected now than ever. But back then, we even even eight years ago, we weren't as connected as we are now. Let's be honest. Um, we didn't have Zoom in the same way. We maybe Skyped, but we didn't see each other. Not It wasn't clear. Back then, it was about sharing with people, seeing their excitement, hearing them say wow I want to experience that too and originally it was like the experience of Necker Island what an incredible location Richard Branson wow and then it was like other people as well amazing but other people you can find then I would say to to fast forward just to touch on it before we go into it later as well I'm sure it's now number one meet those other people then it's you know Richard's an incredible human and then it's three the location's incredible um, and, you know, and so many other things that come with it. But often we look at one person and thinks that that is the person that we that we must look to and admire. And that is the case in so many occasions. We have to find someone that can inspire us. What's incredible is when you find others and build a community and create a tribe that inspires you and that speaks your language and relieves you of a level, a level of loneliness when potentially in your own community location wise in your own community and you can't be stimulated the same way maybe you are a founder a ceo an executive an investor unless you surround yourself with others who are the same there's an element of loneliness if you are a ceo often we sit there and we, we can be with other CEOs, but they don't quite understand the same struggles in our own industry, our own business. But we can at least connect with them on a certain level. How can we connect with people on a deeper level? That's what it came down to. And that's why people originally joined. It was the excitement of the location. I just started sharing it as well. Let me answer that question just in one final sentence. I started to share the experience I had with people I already knew who were driven in the same way I was, that spoke my language. And they said, I need that in my
1: life. It, it resonated. And you're, you're absolutely right. The the loneliness, it's not, I mean, yes, we're more connected than ever, but in many ways, we're less connected. It dilutes the connection. It's not, you know, we're, we're primal humans that need touch and need experience and need that energy sharing in the same room. And whilst Zoom is a kind of like chaser drug, if you like, for that, it's not. it's not the same as real human connection. But entrepreneurs... And, and we get this time and time again, right? We're a unique beast. The way we're wired is not all that different from, um, you know, ADHD and other like um, conditions, if you like, that are treated with medicine, right? We we're always on the edge. That's where we thrive. That's where we have our highs and our lows and our uh, not a lot of time in the middle, and when you go to the down the pub with your mates or whatever you can't just be like oh i had to lay off 12 people today or oh we only did you know 100 grand this month oh i don't know how i'm going to pay the but it's just it's just outside of the realms of understanding for most of the people in your community and as such you can't have those conversations and there's a whole part of you that doesn't get to explore and stretch and thrive because you're just chatting with with people that just don't get it they're not they're not in your world they're not they're not that and and the experience uh, for, the, for those in the audience who have been to one of these kind of um events where you're you're in a a magnificent magnificent space surrounded by incredible people the that forces you to think on a grander scale uh, we've 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 thrown events one one event that springs to mind was literally in a palace in dominican republic like li- not a big building a palace a literal palace peacocks roaming um one member of staff for every two attendees hot tubs private beaches maids masseuse all of it right all of that that kind of thing but we're in predominantly we're in a a a palace with grounds and and, and walls and what have you if you can't think bigger if being in a place like that and, and challenge yourself, hey, what if I bought this one day? What would that look like? What would I need to change in my life? If that doesn't challenge you to think bigger and being surrounded by massive thinkers, you know, who, who are problem solvers, if that collective doesn't force you into a, a, a an advanced level up state, like nothing will, but ma- it will. The magic of that collective, it's very difficult to explain <laughs> very very diff- difficult to describe but when you, you're you there you're like ah I get it I get it and okay. I need this yeah. in my life regularly and um uh, yeah I, obviously I haven't had the um the, the fortune of, of uh, a trip to NECA yet but um you know I can only imagine that, that somewhere like that with the sort of energy of Branson running through it um and and I I hear through the staff as well who you know very much the same sort of culture uh you know that's gonna challenge you to to level up level up level up every day of the week how good is this episode so far well we're gonna get right back into it after this quick recommendation let me ask you something what percentage of your revenue comes from email if it's less than 20%, then you may well be leaving money on the table. With my brand, newbrew.com, 20% of our revenue is driven by email. Why? Because I myself got out of the way and let the email experts handle it. You see, with previous brands, email was often an afterthought, right? I would rely on sales, email sales, 20% off today, 15% off today, and rarely spared the time to do it properly. You know. Split testing subject lines, keeping the list hygiene high, nurturing our sending reputation, and figuring out the ways to engage our list and drive sales without doing sales or discounts or scarcity just by engaging them. So who are these experts? Well, in our case, they're a fantastic agency from Canada called AND BAM, a fantastic name, by the way, and they've literally helped. Hundreds of brand owners, many of whom have been on this very show, generate consistently high revenue from email. Right now, Ambam are offering free account audits to Smarter Destiny listeners. They'll go through your email account in detail and make personalized recommendations to boost your email sales. If you then want to take the leap and work with them, then I highly recommend you do so, but you don't need to. Head to smarterdestiny.com slash BAM and book a call. I highly recommend it. Okay, let's get back into the good stuff. Okay, so forming impact. What, what, um, what kind of size are you at now?
0: Um, yeah, I like the fact you said yet, not been yet. So I look forward to both exchanging palaces and, and uh, Necker Island and Future together. Um, at this stage now, we are over 500 um, in our community, probably closer to 600. I don't always look at, at the numbers. Um, we, before, before the pandemic, we were hosting three to probably three to four events per year, um, working closely with the United Nations um, in New York, um, doing events in New York, doing events in Singapore and private islands in Singapore private castles in the UK and our flagship has always been and most likely will all for all for a long time if not always be Necker Island because it's where we started it's um you know it's the heart of where the community kicked off you know and I think sometimes when you can when you can appreciate where something started and always thank it um, for how it began and um, that's a wonderful way in which we can actually keep that energy alive too we have never necessarily been the, the super large want to go big kind of community we are small um focused when I say small being that our average numbers of attendees per event are sort of between anywhere between 12 and 45 and mm. um, being our maximum. um, because often you can you, you can lose a little bit of the essence of the connection between each other yes. um. With bigger numbers doesn't mean it is always so, i mean as we know there's many masterminds that do it in such incredible ways many people that do it in such incredible ways that you can get such an incredible journey for us personally with forming impact it's not trying to get a thousand or, or 200 people in our room it's about being purposeful and mm-hmm. what we create in that space and um, we have um we're, we're always looking for locations um but most of our locations actually come through our community and are owned um, by people within our community. So, you know, islands in Singapore and New Zealand, the properties are owned by, um, you know, friends of mine and community members. Um, Necker being Richard and community, uh, Singapore being the same, the private island reserve Bawa over there, um, in Scotland uh, by a family that I know over in over here in in England as well, same, and that goes around the world, and for for forming impact that's been important it's you know the founder of a company is the sort of same as the founder of a location now you can't always connect with the original founder of a location you know that scottish castle was built hundreds and hundreds of years ago (laughs) um but it stays in family you know and there's a connection there's a grounding there's a routing um in singapore you know the way everything was detailed and brought together every single element that's on that island that is not originally built there has been Thoughtfully, impactfully, sustainably focused to make a difference in a positive way for that location. And um, the time and the energy put into that is huge. We're working towards being, we've done India, we're working towards being back in India. Unfortunately, with everything going on in India, we'll probably be back there in a few years rather than the next year. Um, location-wise, we've expanded. Um, where we started at Necker and we only stayed at Necker for the first sort of four years, probably. Um, we now go further afield. Um, The impacts for it has grown too, you know, working closer with NGOs and organizing the United Nations being able to actually amplify their goals, being partnered to actually, you know, really focus on goal 17. And we've got three or four goals we really focus on them with, but goal 17 being partnerships for the goals is a huge one for us. We are really focused on being able to bring together the private sector and the public sector to create and sustain the positive impact that can be made in the world, utilising models that can already plugged into companies, that we don't necessarily need to reinvent the wheel every time, it's not always, entrepreneurship is often about innovation um, and being inspired, but we don't always need to fully reinvent the wheel, and for us it's not always reinventing the wheel, it's adding on good pieces each year, each time, to just build on what's already there. Help the community grow in the way they want to grow, and and drive that change. And a lot of the community has driven the growth, driven the change. We've been referral only from day one. We're we're by invitation only, and um, we've we market a little bit more. When I say market, it's word of mouth market. You know, we don't really amplify ourselves too much because we're really focused on what we're actually doing boots on the ground um, and that has been an incredible way for us to be really organic in what we're doing and actually really help the community themselves to help um, each other and to get what they need resourcefully um, in a resource uh, from the resources that are out there in a resourceful way
1: Brilliant. Amazing. All right. So as you said earlier on, I feel like we could talk about this for hours. Um, being respectful of the of the, of the podcast and, and its structure, where can people find out more about uh, Forming Impact, about yourself, about what you're doing, your mission? Like, Where, where can um, people go for some further reading, as it were? Sure.
0: Yeah. Well, so first of all, um, online, formingimpact.com um instagram is a, gate, a great location and gateway for us too we're on linkedin forming impact as well um twitter you know we we don't do a whole load of social media um but we do quite a lot once you're in you're in and um, it's sort of the knock at the door the best place to connect with us and to reach out and um, is through formingimpact.com. you can nominate or you can um request um a membership through doing that um you'll often be asked for a referral or who recommended you and um, so to you know referencing this today and and yourself uh, the podcast or or your um organizations is the best way for them smarter (laughs) destiny so always to reference smarter destiny um, and then you'll get a contact straight back um, and set up a time to connect with either one of myself or one of my team um, and to talk more about what they're doing what they're um what they're looking to achieve we're really focused on what you want to achieve and how you want to achieve it and how we connect Amplifying help along that journey as well. And you can find out about our events too.
1: Fantastic. All right. Okay. So at this point in the show, we like to mix it up. We go into the rapid fire question round. I ask the questions quickly. You can choose the speed that you answer those questions. Are you up for that? <laughs>
0: I am so up for that. I have no idea the questions. I haven't read them yet and um, I decided to do it that way because I love a little bit of spontaneity. So let's do it.
1: Love that too. All right. So to kick this off, I have to see the thumbs. Are you two thumbs up for that? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. There we go. I see them. All right. Question number one. If you ever had to start again, how would you make your money?
0: Oh Oh my gosh. I, can I say I did the exact same thing all over again? For we all get that the answer minutes. a lot actually. Yeah all the craziness and do you know what great question for for right now because I think after this crazy year you know all of our events got cancelled or postponed all of our events got postponed and what on earth was next it was like whoa when are we next going to be in person we went online and you know I do a lot of advisory work so I did a lot more consulting advisory work during that time and because I could you know I, I need to be busy I would do the exact same I don't think I'd change anything. Um, I don't think I'd change anything. That's
1: okay. It just, it just again, shows you nailed it the first time. Like I don't need a do-over.
0: Yeah, it. crazy. <laughs> uh, other than that, I'm not. Be outdoors. That's the only other thing I'd say. Sorry, something outdoors. Yeah. If it wasn't this, yeah. something outdoors.
1: Definitely. Number two. What's the most common or biggest mistake leaders make?
0: Mm. To think they can do it all alone, um, and to In my personal opinion, um, I would say compassionate leadership goes much further than thinking that you need to go alone, thinking that you need to be a harsh leader or a dictator leader (laughs) Um, and actually realizing that compassion, empathy, looking out for others and listening go a long, long way.
1: Nice. Nice. Who is a great leader, whether alive or dead, and why?
0: Okay, I'm gonna to have to go to it. I'm doing it, I'm doing it. So, Richard Branson. um, One of the most humble men you'll ever meet. Doesn't need to be, but he is one of the most humble men you'll ever meet. So inspiring in everything he does. Thoughtful in everything he does. Compassionate leader through and through. Always looking for the omni win. Always looking for the impact. Loves to be a yes man he's alive and kicking and he puts health family prosperity and the world in front of just a prophet and i think that's so important because there's so much more to life than just the bottom line
1: beautiful what is one of your proudest moments
0: oh gosh okay I, i'm gonna say that do you know what i'm going to say march 2021 we were doing five nights six days in Necker Island and I took 35 days round the world trip to make that event happen and I was so proud of everyone who took the step out of what has been an uncomfortable comfort zone of staying home staying in our lane and i felt so proud to know that people wanted to be there enough that they would you know not break rules but they would break expectations and break the current thought cycles to realize that they needed to be back in touch with people they needed to be inspired and innovated again they needed to be back together to continue the creation of what's, what's already going on in the world. We can't stop it, we're moving faster than ever. Um, but being together and being with each other, um, to see 25 of us on that island, all sitting around the table in what was still the middle of pandemic, when the UK was full on lockdown, I felt very proud at that moment and very nice. thankful. Mm.
1: What's one interesting fact about you that not many people would know?
0: Hmm. Okay, interesting fact about you. I love, I love R&B rap music. And I go to the gym. (laughs) I go to the gym a lot for, you know, working out, mental health, all those things. And I'm not listening to your usual stuff. I'm listening to some hardcore, r&b rap music from the 90s the 80s the 2000s it might not look like it I'm only five foot four you know Scottish girl I'm listening to some some serious music when I'm in that space
1: <laughs> you've got Tupac banging out in your ears whilst I'm you're
0: not joking. bench pressing I, I, yeah <laughs> I'm not even bench pressing I'm doing like yoga moves but I'm <laughs> to
1: namaste gangster I'm rap yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: namaste and gangster rap together that's my
1: flow Love that.
0: That's a flow
1: What daily routines do you have, whether morning or evening, that have helped make you successful?
0: Mm. i Love waking up early. Um, so I've had a few, you know, changes in my life that have brought about uncertainty. You know, actually, even before the pandemic came, I had different times of. Um, we all do. We have different curveballs that come that throw us uncertainty, and they actually prepare us for things like a pandemic. And um, for me waking up not too late, getting out of bed, working out, drinking 1.5 liters of water <laughs> hopefully before 9am Um sometimes before 8am but definitely definitely before 10am. Um, meditating, it's been one of the biggest parts of my life in the last five years. Meditation has been huge for me. Usually meditation comes with yoga um, if I'm in a class not listening to my own music um but also actively choosing meditation daily to spend five to 50 minutes meditating a day um, and accepting that thoughts will come into your mind that you don't want there and it just appreciating you're still in this moment of meditation Um, and support network. Um, Always being in touch, even on one touch point of support network, especially in this last year, but always. Always whether it's one phone call, one text message, one email that, that is with my support network every single day. And sometimes it's 10, but sometimes it's only one. Beautiful.
1: Love that. And uh, yeah, there's, yeah. We won't get into the morning routines. That's another thing we could, we could talk for, for, for hours. We could about. talk for hours, couldn't we? <laughs> Literally, yeah. Uh, it's for another day. We'll, we'll shelve that one for the time being. What book or books changed your mindset or life?
0: Oh, I love this one. Okay, now, business books do massively impact my life in terms of um leaders. So I love Richard's books. Finding my virginity was a huge one for me. Mm. That was one of my favorite books by Richard. See Light. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's yeah. Short read. It's short read. Some one of the longest ones. He's got bigger ones. Um so, some of the most impactful books for me personally have been The Power of Now the untethered soul i would actually advocate the untethered soul as being a and, and the and the power of now and a new earth potentially as being some of the most impactful life changing books for me as an individual um to just be able to live in the present moment to not overthink um and to just bring my awareness back to stillness um within me i kind of reference them as somewhat bibles mm-hmm. <laughs> in my own personal journey um i am spiritual i'm not i um not overly spiritual, but I am spiritual, um, not religious. So those to me are my grounding points, Mm. my my guiding lights. Um, Business books wise, so many. Um, I actually had to learn a lot about delegation. I learned a lot through Richard. I learned a lot through a lot of mentors and and people around me. Um, So delegation, I couldn't really pick one off the top of my head for that. But I do think if there's a topic that you don't feel you're strong in, read three books on it. That is That's... one of my top pieces of advice.
1: Love that. Love that. And some great book recommendations in there and some and a new one as well, which I I, I always like it when we get a new book. Oh, it's just sure. a
0: new one for you.
1: The new one is A New Earth.
0: A New is Earth. Is, I've not heard
1: yes.
0: that before. Um, Eckhart Tolle again. Um in the series of The Power of Now, A New Earth. It's very mm-hmm. much around about the ego. Uh, really wonderful book. Highly recommend it.
1: Amazing. Love that one. Okay. What's the most exciting question you spend your time thinking about?
0: Ooh. What is the most exciting location I can find and how am I going to find it? That would be my, I currently am working on one right now, which I'm really excited about. Um, that I'm always thinking of, "Mm, where will I find a location? How will I find a location? Because I don't just like to Google locations. It has to come to me in some way. Um, It's usually delivered in some essence. Um. And that can literally be over a phone call, or someone mentions it potentially today. Whether it be a palace or something, the one that I'm currently working on is um, through a friend, and um, again, a lot of them are through friends. But this one I'm really excited about. So I'm always thinking about that.
1: So one one of our events, not to top the palace, one of our events, yeah. one of my favourite events we threw was in Costa Rica, and it was in a it was in a um, massive villa that had been built in the rainforest with the wood. So it was a tall one rather than a wide one, so it didn't mm-hmm. take out much of the rainforest. But it was then built with the, the, the resources that it had sort of replaced by an architect, a sustainable architect, so that it would, became a part of the rainforest. And the rooms in here, we literally for the week had a sloth six feet outside of our window. Window, we saw howler monkeys ro- rolling by. It was, and then on the top le- top levels, you could then it was looking out to the Costa Rican ocean um it, in terms of being at one with nature and just being like feeling really really connected that event was just just phenomenal um but we've got a few of those but we also have a, a little sneaky secret as to how we find these venues um so i'll uh, yeah I'll, i'm sure we'll have a, t- a chat about that at some point
0: yeah we can talk about that offline but amazing <laughs> that sounds incredible about costa rica
1: what advice would you give your younger self
0: Mm, very good question believe in yourself enjoy the journey and what whatever happens is perfect because nothing is ever perfect and the beauty of that is that what's meant to be will be you can't change everything you know pandemics hit lifestyles change country you know you move country and uncertainty happens but just you know believe in yourself believe you're on the right path because whatever happens is actually perfect it's where we're meant to be it's what we're meant to be doing and I would be saying I can tell you you're going to be okay (laughs) it will all be okay just keep moving forward
1: beautiful what unusual or underrated food or drink should more people try out
0: okay this is this is um, a funny one so two things One water. (laughs) The amount of
1: people. Water. Can you tell me about this? What is this? Yes,
0: I'm going to say, what is this water thing? The amount of I I do drink, but I don't drink a lot. Um, the amount of times. (laughs) It's funny. Okay, here's an example. You go to a bar and you're the person drinking water. No one ever remembers the water on the order. When you wake up in the morning, we think of tea and coffee in the UK. Um. You know, around the world, we think of. I think most people think of tea and coffee when they wake up in the morning. Water is such an. Inc- I mean, water in itself is an entity, but see, when it comes to actually just an an unusual thing, it's not unusual, and we treat it like it is unusual. Sometimes, mm. not everyone, but mm. um, it is the purest way we can actually feed our bodies, um, and I can't advocate it more. I drink a ton of water. Absolutely love water. On top of that. I wish I could remember the name of it. I was just in Mexico. The most incredible root vegetable that looks like a potato. Do that you yucca. by chance no? Is that yucca? Yes. Ah, and you and you peel it and then it's just pure and it's like white and juicy and this. Mm. Oh my gosh. I, if I could live off of a vegetable, it would be that. I absolutely loved it. Um and then if you're drinking drinks, my good friends launched a company called Blue Marble Cocktails. Amazing cocktails they don't have them in the uk so you have to travel for them they're amazing um and then my final one is in the bvi my favorite drink ever i hope i'm answering this question right or i just went out you are, panted, yeah, but... your, your
1: foodie passion is coming across okay as it's well. coming out it. right I'm like, I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> um is
0: uh so we call it a cocoa we call it a coca lime in the bvi and it's coconut Cream blended with vodka ice and lime, a fresh lime juice. It's insane, but you have to use Coca Lopez, which is canned coconut cream, but you can only really buy it in the Caribbean. I used to have a can of it, I don't know where it's gone. The best cocktail I've ever had. Um, they call it the Fiona Special in Necker because I'm obsessed with it. That would Coca be my. Coca, Coca Lopez. Coca Lopez. Lopez is the brand that you need to make this drink and it's like oh. the only one you can use to get it like to actually make it foamy and you have to blend it you can't shake it you can't mix it you have to blend it with ice vodka and, and a squeeze oh. of lime
1: oh what's my god called?
0: it's called a coca lime coca lime coca lime
1: Oh yes, there's a lot of favourite ingredients in there. One of my favorites is um, is a, a Moscow mule or um, or a mojito, which are both can be done with with vodka and lime and, and you know it's it's very I'm a very, Moscow
0: very, mule girl too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Out of the, uh, the,
1: the, the copper um, Yes, yeah, it
0: has yeah, to be in a copper, copper cup. If it's not a copper it cup, it's not a Moscow mule. No.
1: That brings us to the final question. In okay. many ways the, okay. the most important one. Fiona, what makes you happiest? Oh,
0: okay. I love to share life with other people I love to serve others I love to love on others and I love to bring other people's purpose to life and that is a hundred percent who I am and that is why I do what I do and that makes me happy because if I feel like other people are happy and I'm helping towards that I don't know if that becomes selfish that makes me happy, but that's just the space that I live in my best version. If I can make others happy and I can make their dreams come true and their purpose come to life and that spark that I see inside them, I spend my life under like finding out about people, finding their passions, their purpose. When I can help them spark that light inside themselves, that's why I do everything I do. That is literally everything I do. And it makes me the happiest person in the world.
1: Well, that is a phenomenal answer to top off a fantastic question and answer, rapid fire question and answer round. And that brings us almost to the end of the show, but I'd like to ask you, do you have any asks or requests of the audience listening today?
0: Oh, okay. Okay, here's, here's some. For the greater good of the world, right? I just want to, sh- I want to ask everyone after this to take five minutes, meditate on what your purpose is meditate on what your passions are and meditate on what makes you happy just 5 minutes it can change your day and by changing your day it can literally change other people around you you know your family notice the difference your your team notice your the difference you know as leaders people are looking at us all the time if we can unlock our own happiness our own peace our own understanding and purpose we can help others do that too. So take five minutes. That's all I ask. Take five minutes. On top of that, reach out to me if if you're connected to this. If you speak my language, if you understand um, what we're talking about here, speak speak to myself. Reach out um, to to Martin. Reach out to myself. Um, hello at farmingimpact.com. Um, I'll get back in touch. Reach out to the website. Um, smarter destiny whoever it is uh, if you want to connect with me i'm an open book Um, and really love connecting with people who speak my language so if i speak your language and you speak mine come knocking
1: love that well fiona thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today i've i've enjoyed it immensely um definitely we're speaking the same language and and yeah more the more the the I, b- I believe change comes from entrepreneurs i believe i believe governments are slow that change can come from governments it's just a lot slower and i believe entrepreneurs the the, the problem solvers of the world they're the people that are going to bring um, bring the change and so the more entrepreneurs that turn their attention to finding that win-win-win the omni win and thinking about how can this be successful and bring value to people but also leave the world in a slightly better place than when they found it at least a slightly better place um, than when they found it the the more entrepreneurs, which is why we're building an army of enlightened entrepreneurs in Smart Destiny, the more of those in, that exist in the world, the better the world will be. So thank you so much for empowering your community to think that way, to be that way and to be better versions of their impactful self. That's amazing. This show has been amazing today. Thank you, Fiona, for taking the time.
0: Thank you so much to you. It's a, Your work is incredible. You as a Human are incredible. And I'm so thankful to have spent this time with you. I look forward to many other times together in the future when the world opens up a little more. We'll both do virtual, but you know, like you said, it's the in-between. That's the in-between. I look forward to actually seeing you in person soon. And thank you again for the time, it's been wonderful. Always inspiring.
1: Hey there, you incredibly good-looking human. Thanks so much for listening. If you had a good time today and would like more good times in the future, please hit that subscribe button and leave a heartwarming review. I read them all and it will go a long way to help others out there benefit from all the teachings of this show. And if you want to get in touch or otherwise learn more about me, head to martincook.co.uk or smarterdestiny.com. I really appreciate you. You're an incredible human. Until next time... Keep crushing.